Hello everyone and welcome to Fandom Femmes. We are two queer femme nerds of color that use humor and fun to turn your favorite conventions diversity panel into a year-round conversation. My name is Justine. And I'm Noelle. And this is our episode zero. We're doing it. Oh my gosh. How are you feeling, Stepsis? I'm <sighs> excited, a little nervous, but I'm so happy that this is literally coming to fruition. Like we talked about it and we're doing it. And that's so amazing, period. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. And we've always kind of joked and thrown the idea around about doing something together, creating together, having a podcast together. So it's so cool that we're finally sitting down and we're doing it. We're saying yes to ourselves. Right. We're doing it. So I know. <laughs> and that's the exciting part. <laughs> exactly. Precisely. Yes. Uh, yeah. So our episode zero is kind of here to set the tone and tell everybody that is listening who we are and setting the tone again for what our podcast will be in the future. So let's get started. Um, Noelle, do you want to kind of – Yes. Let's go. In the words of Mario – Let's a go. <laughs> Let's <a> go. <laughs> it's a me. Noelle. It's a me. Precisely. Okay, okay. Hello. I'm Noelle. I'm a queer 20-something-year-old Filipina. <laughs> I went to school for film and TV production. Uh, I don't really want to make movies. I kind of am more of a digital native, so I like to edit and do all the clicky, clicky, clicky things. Um, <laughs> aside from academia, I'm also a dancer. Um, I actually started dancing 10 years ago in hip hop styles uh, in high school. <laughs> Did I just give away my age? It's okay. <laughs> um, I'm also a gamer and streamer. I've only started streaming recently, but I mostly play first person shooters, but I also love playing multiplayer games. And I just love games. I'm a mother of a kitten whose name is Gigi. That is, uh, like, funny story. Um, so Gigi is the name of, from Kiki's Delivery Service. Her cat is a black cat. My cat is also a black cat. But really fun fact is that it was also my stage name for when I did AX After Hours with Justine. Yeah. So we'll get into that in a bit. But I also love Boba. I like fashion. Okay, I like Boba so much. You can't see it in the podcast, but I literally have a lamp that is Boba. And it it's illuminating my life, and I hope it can illuminate yours. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really into fashion in the sense that I'm not really into, like, designer brands or like michael kors coach i don't even know the names of other designer brands but <laughs> i just really like i don't know aesthetics and being able to create different outfits from one piece of clothing uh, i'm i get nerdy that way but uh yeah i also like skateboarding and exploring the world and lastly i am weeb trash uh Basura, garbage, <laughs> truck, garbage, truck. Let's add all of them. I'm mobile. <laughs> um, but if for those of you who don't know what a weeb is, it's a term for a, a non-Japanese person who is obsessed with Japanese culture, including anime. And anime is my life. If you could see from my room, but you can't because you're listening, but it's okay. Uh, but yes, I'm not Japanese, but I love almost everything about Japanese culture. <laughs> you, Stepsis, yeah. the floor is thou's. Honestly, first, though, I want to acknowledge a bunch of the stuff that you said and also kind of gas you up a little bit. So oh. when it comes to like fashion, whether it's fashion, whether it's streaming, whether um, it's editing and like making videos or dancing, you're always very, very ambitious in everything that you do you have this really Aww. great go-getter attitude that i really admire um also i want to ask because i'm sure the viewers want to know uh what's your go-to boba order and from where <laughs> oh that's such a hard question but lately <laughs> i like i'm like that's hard to answer but actually this is the answer okay um lately i've been getting winter melon milk tea with boba 
at Dignity. And that is because it is the closest tea to me since this quarantine. And also, I don't know, winter melon. I have no idea what a winter melon is, but it tastes so delicious. You know, I feel like I'm I'm so like attracted to the mystery. <laughs> But then I'm tasting it in my mouth, but I'm like, I've never seen the fruit version of you, if you even exist. <laughs> oh my Period. God. Yeah, I totally hear you. I don't even know what a winter melon looks like either. And also, I think you forgot a very important detail in your description. Um, what's your sign? Oh my God. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, I'm a Gemini. <laughs> yeah, you are. Oh my goodness. Period. And you never let us forget it. Don't forget, I'm baby and I'm a Gemini. Um, I apologize in advance for everything. Yes. <laughs> I totally hear you. Don't apologize. Be unapologetically you. Be you and be free. We'll talk about that later. Right. So. But cool. yeah, so uh, I guess kind of segueing into – that's actually a good segue into my introduction. So I'm an Aquarius and – I lovingly call the two of us our, your favorite airhead air signs because we, we joke about it, but it's somewhat true how we actually share a brain cell. Um, so, so yeah, like it really makes sense that we get to play off of each other in this podcast and like do this together. So yeah, a little bit about me. Uh, hi, I'm Justine. I use she, they pronouns. I'm bisexual. I identify as queer, non-binary. I'm also a 20-something Filipina. Yeah, so I'm also a dancer. Noelle and I have a lot in common. I've been dancing since middle school, so around eighth grade. I started with a show called America's Best Dance Crew, and it really- Same, me too. Oh my gosh, wow, yeah, parallel dreaming. more things. Yeah, it's literally like two ships passing in the night. And yes. then now our paths are finally crossing, but like in a safe way so the chips don't like crash and like kill each other, you know? Yeah, and also in a safe way because COVID six feet apart. <laughs> We're like parallel ships now. Yeah. Parallel ships, but not boarding each other's ships. Precisely, yeah. At the moment. I mean, like <laughs> later, but. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when everything's safe. Precisely. We I mean, have no idea when that is. Lord. Anyway. The US. I know. I'm looking at you. Anyway. <laughs> Orange County. Anyways, so <laughs> uh, a little bit about myself other than the fact that I – my Aquariusness definitely plays a huge role in my personality and also in my career. I – in undergrad, I majored in Asian American studies uh, and I was just so inspired by the empowering feeling I felt in learning – about myself and my ancestors and also seeing a side of history that wasn't really taught in my high school or anything like that. So that really empowered me to pursue a career adjacent to social justice. Social justice is something that I'm very passionate about. And with my ethnic studies background, I'm able to apply that to the realm of higher education. I organize in my community. I do a lot of outreach with different organizations that involve like um, immigration reform, housing justice, LGBT rights, everything like that. So that's a huge, huge, huge part of who I am. Another huge, huge part of who I am is that I'm a freaking nerd. So <laughs> Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> precisely yeah so i love to read i love comic books i love superheroes i really really love superhero media um just to kind of touch the the surface a little bit i grew up with shows like teen titans and uh precisely yes like teen titans and uh, young justice like i was i always like gravitated towards and i think i did that with those specific shows, like I couldn't really relate to Spider-Man or the Justice League or the Avengers at the time or X-Men mm -hmm. because I didn't see myself in these white adults, for lack of a better term. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I really gravitated mm -hmm. towards shows like Young Justice and Teen Titans and Avatar The Last Airbender because yeah. they were they were kids like me and I saw myself in a lot of their stories. So – and kind of going off of that, I – try to be really intentional about getting my media from whether it's books or like the TV shows I watch or the movies I consume from artists of color and also like black and indigenous artists, uh, queer artists uh, and queer creators uh, just so to recognize that it's artists like those who paved the way for, for what Noelle and I are doing right now. Uh, yeah. So that's 
like pretty much it. I it I have this really bad habit where I'm looking over to my left because there's this bookshelf over here of books that I buy that sit on my shelf and take up space and I don't oh read gosh. them. I have a stack I of comics. That. Yes, I have a stack of comics this big. And whenever I go to the bookstore, I'm just like, ooh. But I have re- I have so many yet to read, you know. <laughs> but I want this. I know. But I want this. <laughs> I know. Precisely. Me. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing, Noelle. And thanks everybody for, you know, kind of like listening to this overview of who we are. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So also I would like to pause and hype up just scene because <laughs> I want to talk about <laughs> how inspiring this woman is period in terms of what she cares about i know she talked about um all the social justice uh issues that she she pushes or like not pushes these initiatives that she pushes (laughs) you know um everything that she does you can just care you can just tell how much she cares about people as humans like it doesn't matter like who they are like in her personal life and then also strangers she doesn't know or even groups and communities of people she cares so deeply and i feel like that's something not everyone has the capacity to do and that's something i've always looked up to whenever i would see you voicing concerns for people that can't you know or like like putting up awareness and like always pushing and just being so community driven it's literally like it it makes me feel empowered just watching you so i am obsessed with justine period um she's my stepsis and i love her girl i'm so grateful (laughs) for you thank you so much for saying that oh literally okay this podcast is just gonna basically be like the justine and noelle hype each other up show that's what it is it's just gonna be us flirting (laughs) (laughs) period (laughs) (laughs) jk unless (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like that's actually a pretty so we talked about what our fandoms were we kind of touched a little bit about that is like for me that's like superheroes comics graphic novels tv shows for you it's anime and gaming and everything so kind of let's be more specific about that so what are your fandoms currently and how did you get into them tell us that Ooh. tell us the story let let us know your hero's journey Ooh. <laughs> Wow, I'm feeling like such a protagonist right now. I know, let's do it. Wow, let's do it. Wow, okay, so. (laughs) I don't know, why does it feel like we're flirting right now, even though we're just talking about This is our actual energy, everyone. This is not a front. (laughs) Very real and authentic to our brand and who we are. sweaty. I mean, we are in a heat wave right now, so. um... The truth. My fan is off. Yeah. But also, it's you radiating heat. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's why. Maybe that's it's because it's so hot. That's why we need a fan, dumb fans. Oh my god! Okay, this is also gonna be a normal <laughs> thing for everyone who doesn't know us. <laughs> this is gonna it's gonna be a lot of Justine making puns and me being like, huh? <laughs> but also laughing. But then also probably not getting it until a couple seconds later, and then laughing. It's the that's joke, really the buffering, and then the realization. Yeah. Yeah, my buffer time is about two to five seconds. Normally around five. <laughs> but I still get there. Yeah. It's I'm... about the journey. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> the real adventure is the Just friends we make along make the way. Along the way. <laughs> All right. So speaking of the journey, um, my gateway anime was actually Naruto. Uh, I remember very vividly. I was on my couch. I think I just finished watching whatever cartoon was going on at 4.30 p.m. Um, on a, I think it was a Thursday, in the fifth grade. Yep, Naruto just premiered. I think there was not really any ads for it. It was just like, we're premiering on Cartoon Network right now, period. And I was like, what's this? I watch it because that's all I watch. I only watched cartoons at that time. Um so yeah, I watched the 2005 premiere and I fell in love. Like I just watched it in passing and I was like, what is this? <laughs> My 10-year-old self was like, I'm feeling things. I think I was actually in fourth grade. 
I don't know, whichever. Um, but yeah, something just felt different from like all the other cartoons. Um, but I didn't know what it was. And I watched other animes, but I didn't know what that they were animes like uh Sailor Moon, Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, uh Pokemon on Cartoon Network, Sailor Moon. I think just from VHS. I think my mom just had like VHS type types tapes <laughs> so i have an accent now that was really bad but anywho <laughs> dragon ball z from toonami etc um but it wasn't until uh, my dad's ex-girlfriend she's from malaysia and she went to malaysia came back brought me a box set of like the seasons that didn't air in the united states yet and i was like this girl got the hookup and <laughs> and the thing is, is, since it didn't premiere in the U.S., they didn't have a dub yet. And so it was subbed in Japanese. And I was like, I'm reading. And <laughs> and honestly, at that time, my parents would watch movies with subtitles all the time. So I didn't have like a, a problem with it. But the thing was, I loved it even more in Japanese because it felt more natural. I don't know. I, I felt more immersed, I guess, because I don't know about you. I don't have anything against dubs. Like, I feel like I have friends that are voice actors and that do dubs and they're like the dub community. And I'm like, yeah, you guys work hard. Proud of you. But also like in Japanese, like it, it hits different, you know, <laughs> I don't know why. But I got so obsessed. Uh, I got so much merch from like my dad would take me to Little Tokyo, and I would get everything. I had, like, a Sharingan necklace. I had, like, the headbands. I had, like, a... I had bracelets, I'm pretty sure. I had, like, like silver bracelets with just anything that had, like, Konoha on it or, like, anything Naruto-related. I, I would wear it religiously to school, like, on my neck. And it, I loved when it was heavy because it felt even more sentimental. <laughs> Like, I think I had a dog tag, and it was, like, it was, like, Naruto or something. And I was, like, I could feel you with me. <laughs> and, um, so, yeah, I literally, oh, my gosh. Here's another thing. I'm pretty sure me and Lauren talked about it. But it was, like, I used to print out pictures that I would just find online of Naruto. Like, I would just go to Naruto, Google Images, find pictures I liked, print them out. And then I would also take, like, cardboard paper and then, like, cut it out and then glue it on there so that it would last longer so it wouldn't get bent and stuff and I'd correlate like the color of the paper with the color of the image and then I didn't even do anything with it like Lauren talked about like putting it in her binder I literally just kept them to look at them <laughs> yeah like that's you know Lauren from I know Lauren from the core dance group cool. which is uh yes which was a crew that me and Justine were previously on. Yeah. It's a great time. Anywho, basically around then, that's when I realized what anime was, um, even though I kind of just had Naruto. But I was like, this is a different universe. And then I started watching other shonen like Bleach. Um, and I ended up finishing both. And they were both extremely long. And that was kind of my conception of what anime was. I thought it was just all like, yeah, an underdog, protagonist. I didn't know I had a certain power. But then I tap into it. And now I'm super OP. Take that, bad guys. Yeah, you didn't think I could do it. But I did. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. And that's my... um blurb on shonen <laughs> basically that's the sums it up shonen and then hi i'm the comedic relief and then hi i'm the girl that's kind of helpless but i kind of prove my worth later uh -huh, i love the main guy <laughs> and but we'll talk about that later mm -hmm. um but yeah, so that rooted my love for shonen, and it pretty much helped shape my values. Honestly, I, as a person, like a lot of the like, I always felt like I was an underdog. So like, like me rooting for the underdog was so natural. I was like, that's me. I'm that person. I'm the person that's always doubting myself. I'm the person that's always like not thinking I'm enough, you know. But I am. But I don't have like some kind of supernatural blade or a nine-tailed fox to do that. But I have Justine, and she's my stepsis. She does it for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. You also have your yeah. own fortitude and uh, ingenuity and ambition. It's right here. 
in my chest. The nine-tailed fox, precisely. My nine-tailed fox <gasps> was inside Wait. you all along. All along. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on. Yeah, but okay. yeah, Naruto is my fandom. Um, if, for those of you that are watching this on YouTube, um, Naruto is actually on my manga dresser back there. Um, but I, yeah, I honestly didn't know there were other types of anime until my f- one of my best friends introduced me to a shoujo. My first one ever, which was Kaicho Wa Made Sama. And I was like, this is anime too? <laughs> I was like, there's romance? Because you know how like in Shonen, you're like, I wish these two were together. Mm-hmm. Like, that'd be so nice. But that won't come to fruition mm-hmm. until maybe forever later. But like in this anime, it's like, wow, it's actually about love. <laughs> and I'm in middle school and I'm angsty and horny, you know? So <laughs> I'm like... Oh my god, a hot 2D guy that's actually expressing romantic interest. What a concept. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, my um that type of anime, honestly, shoujo is very comforting to me. Um I watch it on the days where I need an extra push or like an extra hug. Uh but yeah, my other fandoms include Boku no Hero, Demon Slayer, Haikyuu, and Studio Ghibli movies, etc. Also, um, I know this is for you too, Sepsis. Avatar The Last Airbender. It is an anime. Don't try it with me. Mm-hmm. I wrote a research paper on it, period. I have references, period. If you need to see it, I will link it in this video, period. You want to talk to me? Don't, period. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, it's my favorite, quote unquote, cartoon. It's an anime. Um, hands down, uh, but probably because it, it most resembles an anime. Uh, but yeah, if I were to say my favorite cartoon, it would probably be Avatar Last Airbender. Besides Samurai Jack, which is also very like reminiscent of an anime as well. So I feel like, <laughs> yeah, so I feel like serialized cartoons were the ones that were always my favorites. But um, yeah, speaking of Avatar The Last Airbender, it literally, everything about it makes me tremble. And that's for <laughs> another episode. So, <laughs> time for Stepsis. I want to know. I want to know. If you're going to be there. Oh my gosh, I miss you. Yeah, you're going to find Same. out a lot about us. You're going to find out how our interests are very intersectional. But also, it's so odd how, like, even though, like, the two of us, met quite like somewhat recently like only like two years ago really we have so much of the same things in common even though the things that we like are so different you know we have the same different interests in common (laughs) that's not confusing (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah i want to hear about you yes 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 definitely so yeah thank you so much for um setting the tone for that or anything so when i was younger i consumed a lot of tv and consumed a lot of media that way and before i knew what fangirling was i was already doing it it was to the it was to the point where it's like oh whenever i saw like a band or a movie that i really liked i would also do the thing where i would not only print out pictures online but i would also go to the grocery store and pick up like a j14 magazine and yes yes and cut out pictures of the jonas brothers to put on my binder like I knew I was I was fangirling before I even knew what it was you know I would even to the point where when High School Musical came out I learned all the dances because I love the movie so much uh yeah and when I was when I was that age as well I like I said earlier I consumed a lot of media so a couple of the shows that I really enjoyed watching were shows like Danny Phantom or yes, yes. so hot precisely like <laughs> Danny, we were thirsty but we didn't even know I know before we had the language to even say what that was we were already feeling some type of way but yeah I also watched a lot of Disney films uh Disney right. is also a really uh huge part of like the things that I still like to this day one of my mm-hmm. favorite while we're going on because you were talking about how Avatar is an anime the hill that i yes. will die on that that same hill that i will die on not only is avatar an anime but the goofy movie is one of the most underrated disney films <laughs> of all time and i'm seeing so many merch around powerline and the goofy movie in general popping up at places like hot topic and box lunch and i'm just like wow thank you for finally waking up like i've been <laughs> awake 
I have. I you from to we're waking up from that long ass slumber. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome to the party. It's great here. That's what I guess you can say we're finally seeing eye to eye. I. Who? <laughs> 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 anyway. <laughs> This is the podcast, everyone. Uh, anyways. Welcome. Yeah. So I actually didn't discover anime until high school. I always – at first it was – and to be honest, when I look at it, I think it was always because I thought anime was for boys. When I was younger, uh, a lot of my male cousins would watch it. A lot of my uh, peers who did watch anime or, like, played Yu-Gi-Oh!, played Pokemon, things like that. I played both those. Yes. <laughs> Um, and yeah, in my circles, it, they were all mainly like boys. So I just thought like, oh, because, you know, the way that we're socialized, how girls are supposed to like certain things, boys are supposed to like certain right. things. I felt, oh, that's not for me. So I actually didn't get into anime until high school. So when I was in high school, and I'm probably going to date myself when I say this, and we're going to guess where on the 20-something spectrum I fall. But I... <laughs> So when people ask me what my first anime was, when I don't I know, know them that well, I say, oh, yeah, it was Attack on Titan because that was a huge, huge, huge anime. That was – yeah, that was like a lot of people's gateways too. Precisely, yeah. Yeah. But in reality, <laughs> my first anime was free. Yes, <laughs> yes. And swim, baby girl, swim. Precisely. And like, honestly, breaststroke. Yes, make us free in the splash casaneta. But, anyways, I probably butchered that. I'm so sorry. But what the reason why I found free was because I was on Tumblr before that. And <laughs> yes, I was one of those. I started Tumblr. Yes, Tumblr. Yes. And to go, to go back to you know, being a part of fandom before I even know what fandom was. Like in high school, I was on Tumblr because I really liked One Direction. And I... A Directioner! I, I did. I started a One Direction Tumblr. And through other things people reblogged, I just saw these shining, sparkling images of these swimming anime boys. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and what's this? And then I watched it. And I was I was obsessed. And then from there, I started Attack on Titan. And from there, I started asking people like, oh, like, what are some other anime I can watch? And then I found my favorite and still my favorite of all time, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. <gasps> so good. Yes. Yes. It was so it's an amazing anime. And oh. I actually watched a little bit of the sub and the dub. So I totally get what you were saying earlier about how – Yes, like the Jap in Japanese, I feel that when I watch subbed anime, I'm hearing it in the way it was meant to be heard and the way it was created to be heard. But also, right. I understand how accessible dub is. You know, like yes. dub takes this takes this media and makes it more accessible for the whole world. So mm -hmm. I see the benefits in both and everything. Mm -hmm. So, kind of on on top of that. That was in, in that same year of high school that I discovered Attack on Titan and everything. I also discovered cosplay for the first time because other friends were talking about, were saying things like, oh my gosh, I'm so behind in like getting ready for this con or, oh my gosh, I'm totally in con crunch right now. Or I stayed up till 3 a.m. to sew this like headpiece and I just had no idea what they were talking about. And they showed me this whole world of people who bring the, their favorite characters to life by dressing up as them. And there's whole conventions of people that do this. So my first exposure to cosplay was a cosplay meetup in Little Tokyo. My friend let me borrow her Attack on Titan outfit, her Survey Corps outfit. I had the cape. I had the harnesses. Shout out to ah! Yes. Shout out to Danny. Thank you to my best. She's my best one of my best friends from kindergarten. So yeah. Oh. So great. We so I put on the outfit and people were asking to take pictures of me and I felt so powerful. I loved that feeling and I just wanted to replicate that. So my first and my first con was Anime Expo in 20 ooh, it was either 14 or 15. I oh, wow. yeah, and it was my first time cosplaying. I literally pulled random things out of my closet. I like bought things from thrift stores and just butchered them and cut them up and like put them back together to create my own cosplays. And it was such a fun feeling. And going to conventions was always something that has become a part of my a part of my routine, a part of my year. 
because because of that. And since then, I also convention culture and being exposed to other people who like the same things I did also introduced me to a lot of my favorite fandoms today. Like one big example is Young Justice. And Young Justice is honestly one of my favorite shows of all time. And it's amazing because I felt like I could relate to them a lot more uh, because, you know, like they were young people trying to navigate the world around them at the end of the day. They just so happened to have superpowers. And I loved how dark and edgy it was, but also very approachable and relatable to younger audiences as well. And I remember when it was on Netflix, I would watch it religiously. There was this whole push to binge watch Young Justice back in 2016 to bring a season three back, to put it back into production. And fun story, I got my wisdom teeth extracted, all four of them, the day before Long Beach Comic Con. And I remember sitting in this really fancy um, area and where they would extract, extract my teeth and they gave me an iPad and be like, okay, you can pick whatever you want to watch on Netflix. And literally as they were taking my teeth out, I was watching Young Justice. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I love that. Yes. That's such a fun fact. Seriously. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I go hard for the things I love. Honestly, I do. And another, oh gosh, this is probably kind of embarrassing. Like, saying how much I love Young Justice. But you know what? We're going to own it. We're going to take it. We're going to yes. run with it. We're going to own, own it, honey. It. Be you. Be free. Yes. I hope <laughs> precisely. So another story is when I was a – so I'm, I'm a proud community college student. I transferred to UCLA. And my first week there, there was kind of this welcome kickoff event that my whole floor – like I lived in the dorms. Our, our whole floor was supposed to go to this. Mm-hmm. I ditched that event to go to Long Beach Comic Con to meet the creators of Young Justice. <laughs> I love that for you. Honestly, priorities. Yes. And then I'm just like, you know what? I can watch. The, it's probably going to be recorded somewhere. If I really wanted to watch it, I could watch it later. But it's the creators of Young Justice. So Period. Yeah. And one of my most prized possessions ever is the fact that I at that con, I got a print signed by the creators and I was dressed as Zatanna, one of the characters from the show, and the creator signed it to Justine slash Zatanna. And Aww. yeah, oh God, it was That's so sweet. It was super sweet, yes. And I guess kind of rounding things off, um, a lot of the things that are consuming my time now is I, I'm constantly like on the lookout for new shows to like add. Uh, one thing that I watched really recently that I loved was a show on Netflix called Raising Dion. It's a superhero show that centers around um, a, a black single mother and her eight-year-old son who she realizes has these supernatural powers. And I've Ooh. always kind of gravitated towards powers and the supernatural and mystery. And I'm always drawn to kind of like the darker side of um, of anime and media just in general. Uh, that's another reason why I like Avatar so much is because um, it was that darkness and that approach to really difficult topics to talk about like family trauma and loss. Right. But it was in a way that was very approachable and understandable for young audiences as well. So I'm always looking for Rex. So if y'all have any recommendations, please, please, please send them my way. Yes. yes. Send them to us on our Instagram. Precisely. At Fandom Femme. Or anywhere. <coughs> Fandom Femme. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, wait, wait, just to piggyback off of what you were talking about, conventions. My, I've been wanting to go to Anime Expo since, yeah, 2014. But... I just never made it out there for some reason. Um, I was just super weeb by that point, but I, I was like, I haven't gone to the promised land yet. <laughs> I haven't made my trip to Mecca, like <laughs> my pilgrimage, <laughs> um, my rite of passage. And I didn't get to until 2000, I want to say 17, 2017. But I just remember... Um, I didn't cosplay yet. I actually cosplayed for the first time at Anime Impulse. Ooh. as um, Or actually, no. I am lying. It was Anime Expo 2018. 2018. And I cosplayed as Ryuko, which is my first, um, my first cosplay. It was a store-bought cosplay, but I still 
like you said, like I people wanted to take pictures with me, and I was just so hyped because I was like, "Wow, I thought I looked dumb, but everyone thinks I look nice." Yeah. <laughs> and it was just, I was just in awe, honestly. And yeah, I I also cosplay. I I'm a little more late to the game, but um, I'm super interested in actually learning to make my own. Um, I just recently styled my own wig, which is another Ryoko wig wow. that actually is more realistic. But yes, we out here. Ambitions. Will I ever get to it? Who knows? I'm a Gemini. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> yeah. And we have this, Noelle and I have this long and ongoing list of cosplays that we want to do together. Oh my gosh. Yes. Wait, what are some? What are some? Uh, Ryuko and Satsuki. Yes. Oh, oh, wait. Yes, please. I will help too. you. Yes. I will help you make it because I want it to happen so bad. Okay. Also, but do you want it to be the regular uniform edition or the like stripped down one? <laughs> no down- those. <laughs> You're right. I have to start making a the skimpy Yuko out. Yeah. I'm not going to say skimpy. It's actually when she's powered up. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Less clothes equals more power in that anime. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, we both love Avatar The Last Airbender. I think I would love to cosplay, like, some of the femmes from that, too. Oh, can I also <gasps> say something else really quickly? When, yes. like, talking about how anime helped us, like, find community or anything like that, uh, anime helped me come into my queerness, honestly. like Honestly? Honestly? <laughs> There's so many times I was like, oh, no, no. It's it's just because I'm admiring the beauty. Yes. Little did I know, I was thirsting. Ding dong. <laughs> You're gay. <laughs> knock, knock. Who is it? You're gay. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Like, when I was kind of a more specific example of that for me when I was younger I love love loved Avatar The Last Airbender and I always gravitate toward that show that show and also Legend of Korra are also two of my favorites ever it was to the point when when I was younger and Avatar was originally airing I would always be like you know what I really like Katara a lot she's really great I love Katara she's so good and then I was very oddly for lack of a better term, fixated on her. But then when I got uh-huh. older, I'm just like, oh, that that's makes a why. lot of sense. Yeah. My specifically for me, I guess my very, very first instance wasn't actually anime, it was K pop. And it was, um, <laughs> it was Amber Lou. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know her, um, Actually, I don't know their pronouns, so I won't say. But uh, they are, I don't know if they're currently running, but uh, they were on FX, mm-hmm. a K-pop group, a K-pop girl group. And they were the only one that, actually in that time um, for K-pop, that really had a, a lot of masculine energy. Like they were allowed to wear more masculine clothes compared to their girl teammates or like um their crewmates and i was just fixated i remember so i remember specifically the day i was having k-barbecue with my father Uh uh-huh and i think k-pop was playing and i think it was electric shock (gasps) i was like oh my gosh Dad, I love this song. And then for some reason, I think I just started talking about Amber. And I just couldn't stop talking about Amber. I was like, they're so good at dancing. Like, oh, my, their face is, like, perfect. And I, like, just kept saying everything. Like, like their fashion. Oh, my God. Did you know that she's, all, like, that they're also, like, Mandarin, but then from America. And then they could speak three different languages. I, like, I just kept saying all these things about them. And then my dad was like, Noelle, <clears throat> do you like girls? (laughs) And I was completely caught off guard because no one has ever asked me that. Um, I believe I was in my first year of high school. And I was like, no, no. I I just really like her. (laughs) 
And I realized later as I've come um, more into my identity as a queer woman, I was like, aha, yes, I did. <laughs> I just didn't know. La <laughs> mizzle. I, I super resonate with that. Like, anime and media has definitely given us the language to express parts of ourselves and the community to express parts of ourselves yes. that we didn't otherwise didn't have the space to originally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you were talking about, you know, your convention journey as well, that and you you mentioned previously in previous statements in this episode, kind of alluding to our paths crossing. So should do you want me to start telling the story? Like okay, I, okay. Like I can start it. Okay. Okay. You you start the story. Okay. The story of Justine and Noelle opening the storybook. <laughs> Once upon, Once a, upon time, a time, not long ago. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> a, why did our minds literally went in the same direction? Because we, we share... are in the same mind. Yes, we are the same mind, pretty much. Period. Woo. Okay. So yeah. So. I first, so when we've told this story before, we've always, the PG version, <laughs> no, the G-rated version, is that we were, we met because we were in the dance community at the same time. So yeah. we, I was going to school in the LA area, so was Noelle, and we were both in the dance team circuit uh, in our area as well. So we were on the same dance team, but at different times. And we always had this type of energy where other people would see us and meet us individually and meet us separately and say, hey, Noelle, have you met Justine? Or, hey, Justine, have you met Noelle? I think you two would be friends. And that conversation was just kind of buzzing around. And then when we officially kind of met each other on like virtually on social media, we, we connected, we saw each other's feed, like what we saw. And then I reached out and asked Noelle around, what was this? 2018. Like yeah, 2018, like February, right. right? Or like, wait, it was Anime Expo 2019, yes. right? But we, no, wait, I'm lost. Yeah, so we, I think we started training in, we started training in the spring. So I had, yeah. yeah. I'd messaged you okay. in like February, March, I think. February, March. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Because... I wasn't tripping. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good, girl. Um, yeah, so we, so to kind of recap, we kind of um, were in the same circles, but we hadn't met in person, but we were still kind of following each other and supporting what each other did. And then in the spring of 2019, the auditions were announced for Anime Expo After Hours, which was a 21 plus show that was happening at Anime Expo that year. And they were doing an open call for performers and dancers. So at first, I'm just like, ooh, okay, I want to go, but I need a ride. So, <laughs> so. Oh my God, I didn't know that was your initial <laughs> What's really funny though is that I believe it. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, like we you're not the only ambitious one here in Hawaii. <laughs> you know, we Yes, honey, I know, I know. You yes. you make it work, you make it happen. Yes. You know, we if you can dream it, you can do it. But yeah, when we would uh but when we initially were contacting each other, I was like, Hey Noelle, like there's this really cool audition that's happening in OC. It's a audition for anime expo, like would you be down? And she said, Yeah, no, definitely, like I would be down. And the second day of rehearsal uh, is when Noelle and I officially met and we started talking. And it was kind of odd because we'd always known of each other, but we'd never met yeah. for the first time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then Anime Expo was just like a magical weekend. And the training process leading up to that was a magical weekend too because uh, we really connected and we bonded. And despite – because at the same time, Noelle was also um, training and getting ready to perform at HHI, correct? Oh, yes. Yeah. So I know you had a lot of things going on as well. So Yes, I did. Yeah. And I really think it's amazing that even though she was training for this big competition and she was running around from a lot of different places, I was also taking the train back and forth from Orange County to LA because I had an internship that summer too. 
and oh, that's right mm-hmm. girl that was crazy was oh my gosh i'm remembering that yeah we were literally two chickens running around with their heads cut off but we still found a way to and the space to cultivate this really strong friendship between the two of us and i think it's because we both didn't have heads <gasps> that we had to become each other's we had to like it, cat dog merge yeah yeah it's a cat dog and we were chicken chicken you know <laughs> And then imagine that, just two headless chickens stitched at the neck, running around. That's the energy we have. Yeah, you know, like, (laughs) Yuzin, like, in uh, in Dragon Ball Z, but it's like, they connect, and they're just running around like that. Yeah, like, they just stay like that, connected by the finger, causing havoc. Yeah, that's (laughs) our energy, and what that was like, (laughs) that was almost, it's hard to believe that it's only been, like, a year and a half like wow oh my god yeah yeah or or roughly like a little over a year yeah it is wow that's crazy Mm-hmm. but yeah honestly yeah ax after hours was i mean you put us together for how many hours were we doing that show like a day oh god how many was it like six counting like our call time and we just went counting our call time. I feel like it was like seven to eight. Yeah, because then also sometimes we do stuff after or whatever. Yeah, I I feel like <laughs> it was like just such a time where I don't know. You just have so much time to bond, mm-hmm. especially when we're not needed on stage and we're just backstage. Oh yeah, just completely tired, but still trying to push through. And we were what like voguing in the back. We were like, to whoever's music was playing, whoever was performing, because we we're trying to stay alive. Yes, and like literally, uh, like literally, the other members of our cast too would just kind of see the energy that we had and like the natural bond that we made. Um, I remember like people would always see us just kind of like because it was cold backstage so we were always yes. like huddled together like in blankets we're just like literally oh, also we were cold because we were only wearing bodysuits. oh yeah <laughs> and heels mm-hmm. mind you <laughs> yes and cat ears period yes that was that was it and it was really cold backstage yeah and we we had the warmth of our blankets but we also had the warmth of our spirits <laughs> oh yes and each other each other yeah and this is why i'm a dancer because mm-hmm. i'm not singing <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i think that was that was kind of the the version that everyone knows but yes. we are going to tell you the real story it's not the deviant. inside scoop yes it's not deviant from all that really happened but do you want to talk yes. about how we really began Oh man. Okay, okay, okay. I feel like this really centers around the queerness of the show too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I hmm, it was 20 uh, I'm trying to remember. I came back from Germany. So 2017. Yeah. I think it was 2017. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so 2017 I came back from journey from Germany and I was like I did a lot of things, and a lot of things were in the air. So, (laughs) I was, I guess, exploring new avenues, (laughs) because I was a lot more open-minded after that trip to Germany, for a lot of reasons. I feel like that's another podcast. But, um, (laughs) uh, basically... I had Tinder at that time. I was actually, I believe, no, I think I was dating somebody, but I was still on Tinder. And I said it to men and women for the first time. And I was like, also, I've never, I didn't even have the app for that long before then. (laughs) But I was also already really tired of the way the men were talking to me. So I said it to women. And honestly, I was like, I don't know. We'll see. Like, friends or also i don't i don't know we'll see (laughs) so i actually i saw justine's profile and i was like oh she's filipino 
and I was swiping and looking through her pictures. I was like, oh, she's wearing nerdy things. That's a good sign. <laughs> and also, I just really loved her smile. I was like, if anything, I was just like being friends with her. She looks really cool. And like, I think she also maybe had some images of her in like the process of like doing social justice things, I believe. And I was like, wow. Like, honestly, when I was looking at her profile, I was like, this is like someone. Because I, you know, we all swipe through a lot of Tinder profiles, but this one was very curated, and I was like, "Wow, this is like this is this feels like a... <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to explain it." Like you know, when you come across a Tinder profile, and I and you're like, "This person is like a person plus like I don't know." Like if you were to rate like Tinder profiles, it'd be like, "Ooh, a plus girl," mm-hmm. like very intentional. Is... Yeah, very intentional. Like, I know a lot about you, even just from your pictures, and I like that. I mm-hmm. like visual storytelling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah, I was like, oh, she's cool. And I swiped right, which means yes, right? Yes, yes. Swiping yes. right is yes. Yeah. And I believe, yeah, I think you already liked me. So we matched. And I was like, whoa. But, okay, also because I was a very baby queer at the time, like, I was still very um, curious um the thing is like we were talking um and she was super enthusiastic and super nice and then at this but at the same time she i think she asked me what i was doing that day and i was saying oh i'm going to sd san diego to go support a dance team that i'm no longer on but i used to be on and then but the thing is i didn't know at the time that justine knew of me and so she was like oh yeah are you're going to fusion like this this dance competition yeah. she's like to support insert dance team here and i was like oh <laughs> i was like oh does she know me i was like ah because at that time yeah because i was still curious so like and i didn't it's not that i didn't want people knowing per se but mm-hmm. i didn't know how i felt about people knowing mm-hmm. I, everything was just so like i don't know yeah um but yeah, I think I, at that point I got embarrassed and I was like, oh no, like, is she going to tell everybody? <laughs> I don't know. Aww. But I knew you wouldn't. But at the same time, I was still very new into like understanding myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure after that, I didn't respond to you. <laughs> no, yeah, I remember that very well. You didn't respond to me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, but that, if you didn't know before, that's the reason why. It's because I kind of got scared that, like, because I guess you knew the people around, or like that right. we had mutuals. Yeah. That, like, I didn't know how things were going to go. Because I was also dating someone that our mutuals knew. Yes. And so I was scared that would cause, like, drama or something. Yeah. And I kind of just didn't know what to do from then on. And a lot of the times, me as a Gemini, um, <laughs> when I don't know what to do with something, I just don't do anything at all. Ooh, so I just... <laughs> I feel that. So I'm just like, I guess I kind of... And then also, once I don't do anything at all, I forget about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm so sorry that it happened that way. But that is how that happened. I kind of want to hear your take. Oh, no. Like, that's really fine. I really appreciate you for sharing. You know, it's 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 wild hearing how we first found out about each other and kind of taking a look at that that fear, like, reservations that you had before to, like, our relationship now. Like, literally, we tell each other everything. And Yeah, I know. Yeah, full circle. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought – I just thought, oh, she doesn't like me. And I remember – Oh, no! And, like, I saw that we had a lot of mutuals. I think maybe it was because you hooked up your Instagram to it, too, that I was able to see that you were on Teams and you were a dancer and stuff. And we did have a lot of mutuals. So I remember talking to some of my dance team friends. And, like, I looking back, I I talked to folks that were mutuals with you. So um, I'm – in general, I just want to be careful about – I didn't know that you weren't fully – like out or like into your identity yet but I did talk to folks like that knew you like personally and stuff and I was like oh so like oh my god I matched with this really cute girl I think I know I think you know her and then (laughs) I showed them your profile and they're like oh my god it's Noelle and (laughs) and it was so it was so funny too because I remember like one of the board members of the dance team that we were both on at different times was your roommate 
So I remember yeah. going back to their apartment <laughs> to film something for a project. And we were entering as you were leaving. And I was... <laughs> And I was oh, just yes, so totally, sh- yeah. Yeah, I was so shy because like you were with like your partner as well. And we're like, hi. And then like you're like, oh hey, what's up? And then I remember this is so funny. I'm so sorry. But I remember passing and then like going to do what I was supposed to do. And I'm just like, she has no idea who I am. Like <laughs> I'm gonna apologize now. I re- I did not. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause like I I have this thing, like I said, like I just it kind of like there's like a void in my brain and like once the things I forget I'm just like bloop like unintentionally into the void and I have no idea (laughs) no I hear you too that's like that's definitely happened to me I've been stopped by folks I've matched with on tinder like walking to class and I'm like oh hey what's up you know I'm like what's your name (laughs) precisely yeah it's yeah and like to think that we started from there and we have this really cool friendship now like things have a funny a funny way of working out so i love it honestly yeah it's, it's such an interesting story it's to so me. fun it's very us yes because it's very it is chaotic. very us <laughs> <laughs> it is it really is but also just to add after ax after hours we continue to audition for a dance company called the core dance crew mm-hmm. where our bond grew even more oh yeah most definitely <laughs> even more so and we got to experience performing at again at a convention which was ala yes um and that was super exciting oh my gulai yes i loved it I, I mean honestly what made it even more comforting was knowing that you were there definitely on the team i i agree a hundred percent it's it's really fun all the memories that we've gotten to make together and i've always and with with core with ax after hours those were always really great opportunities to perform with you and to share a stage with you so now that we're back at now that we're here at phantom femmes like we're creating together and we're creating something totally new with me and you so that's a yes. super super exciting thing for me and it feels so good yeah it really does. And it feels super natural. Like, not not supernatural, like, ooh, go. <laughs> but very natural, I should say. Yes. Yeah. And I think that that actually segues into our next part really well because why did – I guess what do you want to tell our listeners about why we're putting this together and what the purpose behind Fandom Femmes is? What does it mean to you? Honestly, Especially when I put together the name Fandom Femmes, I I just really felt the need I, uh, for I guess a podcast with our voices as femmes and also as nerds. So I have previously um, tried to listen to podcasts because I drive lengths um, for dance rehearsals <laughs> or film gigs and. What do I want to listen to? People are always like, you should listen to podcasts. I've tried some and there were just a variety and I never really felt one that like I felt super interested in. Um, so I tried to listen to anime podcasts. Maybe I just didn't find right ones for me, but a lot of them were uh, hosted by heterosis men. And a lot of the times it didn't appeal that much to me. I, I kind of felt as a listener, like, not included. I didn't relate, really. And I myself know that there are a lot of um, femmes, so aka women, gay men that associate themselves with feminine femininity, you know, trans women, that love nerdy stuff, you know. And it's it's kind of hard because, like you were saying earlier, there's kind of, like, this gatekeeping of like oh that's for boys you know like oh like that's not really a feminine thing to like you know which is really weird to me (laughs) which I always defied as a child I was a super tomboy so like I didn't care I never cared (laughs) about what people thought I was like here's my anime shit like (laughs) so um I don't know I kind of just wanted like especially with podcasts kind of just being a place for people to express themselves. I felt like I really wanted there to be a space, a safe space for femmes to 
be able to listen to voices that are like them and know that they're not alone and that it's okay to like what you like, you know, because who cares what's supposed to be, you know, Uh, who cares about these boxes that society wants to put us in, you know, and I don't know, I just, I just wanted to also create a podcast that I would want to listen to, you know, like something that I would feel like, one, I'm learning something, but two, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I watched that show, like, that was fun, like, I remember that moment, oh, I thought that too, or like, ooh, that's a different insight that I didn't think about for that show, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, the podcast, that the anime podcast that I were listening to, I didn't really receive that, and I kind of wanted the space, or like, the, some, to be able to hear those kind of things, like, even just referencing, like, a moment in a show, uh, uh, spoiler alert, like, but like, <laughs> um, so, that was kind of the idea I wanted to. But yeah, I didn't really feel like there was a lot of a femme voice. I know there are a lot of cool, really cool female-led podcasts nowadays, which is super awesome. And I love that. And they're about a different range of topics. And I kind of just wanted one to have a femme voice with geeky stuff. <laughs> and I wanted to represent our voices, me and you, as POC queer fans and share how these fandoms are literally for everybody like on the spectrum everything in between I don't know if you read the SPCN but, <laughs> <Somewhere> <laughs> but yeah in there's between, between. <laughs> yeah but um yeah they're basically that there's no shame in liking what you like mm-hmm. so that's kind of the the basis the root of why I wanted to make fandom fans yeah thank you so much for sharing that a lot of what you were sharing is things that I believe too. So one thing that really, really resonated with me with what you said was that these fandoms are for everyone, you know, and that kind of building off on like that gatekeep- that gatekeeping culture, it's something that's prominent in convention culture too. It's something, right. yes, like whenever – it's a common – experience that a lot of femme nerds I feel a lot of femme nerds will go through where if they say that they like something they almost have to prove how much they like it uh right right yeah like I've definitely gotten things like oh you like Star Wars did your boyfriend get you into it making assumptions like that or oh you want to read Batman you actually have to read this 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 and this and this before you can get to where we are right now you know like all these barriers that you're putting up and that's that those same barriers made me feel kind of uncomfortable to step into this realm because Mm -hmm. I understand because we say fandom culture it is a culture you know and in stepping into it I thought you know it's something that should be respected and for me to take up space here I need to meet these certain thresholds but what I learned uh, from folks like you from other spaces that were really inclusive, like truly inclusive of what I liked or true communities in within this culture, I learned that you don't have to check a certain amount of boxes to, to prove that you love something or to say that you are worthy of ascribing to a fandom. Simply the fact that you like it and support it makes you a fan. So that's another, yeah. yes, that's another thing that I definitely want to promote with this podcast. And Another thing that you said too that really resonated with me is that a lot of the podcasts out there are hard to relate to because the people who are voicing it not are not people that we can relate to. Like what you were saying, they're like cis white men who are giving their opinions on this anime or um, on this media. And we aren't hearing of, um, opinions or perspectives of people who look like us and people yeah. who like navigate the world in the same way that we do and uh, you also mentioned the fact that you know there are some great people like great other like femmes or like queer people of color that are doing the same kind of work that we're doing but we also need to take a look at who gets the spotlight you know there are a lot of people making great content like this but who's getting the spotlight whose voice is being elevated you know right a, a lot of it is the same type of voices like these cis male voices or like these white female voices but what about the people like us like what about the people who 
look at anime a different way or look at media a different way because of their lived experiences, because of the way that they navigate the world. Where's where's our story? Where's our opinion? And we opened this podcast saying that we're two queer femme nerds of color who want to take your favorite convention's diver- diversity panel and make it a year-round conversation. These important conversations are already happening, not only on right. the podcast, but also their conventions are making it a regular event to attend these diversity panels, these women in comics, women in cosplay, plus size cosplay, cosplay of color, all these different things. But we don't want the conversation to end there. We right. We don't have to, we shouldn't have to wait for convention season to be in community with people that see the world and see fandom the way that we do. We need to make it an ongoing conversation. And that's a goal that I have for Fandom Femmes is that, you know, me and you, me and Noelle can make these podcasts, but we also want to catalyze conversation with other people in the community as well. Yes. Yes. And this is, this is a constant conversation. So like, as we as we've introduced ourselves, and we hope that you introduce yourselves to us uh, on our social media, uh, on our Facebook, yes. on our Instagram, on our Twitter, and everything, so we can we can talk about topics that you would like to see as well, and share our own experiences in a way that will help show others that they're not alone, but also in knowing that you're not alone. We should feel empowered to say something about it and do something about it and radically reimagine the way that we see fandom culture in general because our thoughts matter and we definitely have the power to make positive, impactful change one weeb at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Stepsis, you are so eloquent. Literally, like, I... Mm, <laughs> you, I I'm literally, like... Because I can see her, um, we are on a Zoom call. I can't stop smiling whenever you talk because <laughs> I just love everything about you. I love everything about you. Um, <sighs> I'm not blushing because it's hot. I'm blushing because it's you. We this. I wasn't lying when they said that this episode zero is setting the tone for our entire podcast <laughs> because it's going to be social justice. It's going to be fan personing about whatever we're into right now but it's also going to be noelle and justine flirting at each other (laughs) (laughs) period period Um, end of sentence period end of this episode look at us us. that's amazing we did it and i just want to say congratulations to us we just finished our first technically episode zero but our first ever podcast episode isn't that crazy amazing it's like that we literally did it fine where he's like congratulations 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 yes oh my gosh we did it and with the end of our first episode we're going to do our first sign off wow so thank you for listening to fandom femmes i'm justine i'm noelle and be you and, and be, be free, free, babies. Love you. <laughs> Stay safe. It's COVID. Stay inside. <laughs> yes. Follow us on Instagram. Will it ever end? No, the party never ends. Just kidding. It's over. Okay. <laughs> I love you. I love you, Justine. I love you. I love I how our podcast is continuing after we signed off. <laughs> True. Uh, uh, be you and be free, baby. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>